Welcome to this month's special series, Exploring Heart Health, on ReachMD XM157. In a 1960s, Dr. Jeremiah Stamler at Northwestern University noted that young women seem to have much less heart disease than young men. Taking the next logical step, he gave estrogen to men at high risk for myocardial infarction. Unfortunately, this did not work out too well, and the trial was stopped. Yet why is there a gender difference as a function of age and heart disease? No one knows. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. Our guest today is Dr. Judith Lichtman, who is looking into just this question. She received her doctorate in epidemiology at Yale University School of Public Health, where she is an associate professor. She is also the co-principal investigator of the Virgo study. This stands for Variation in Recovery, Role of Gender on Outcomes of Young Acute Myocardial Infarction Patients. Thank you for joining us today, Judith. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. How are outcomes of women different from those of men? The evidence indicates that young women have a higher mortality following their MI as compared with similarly aged men. This evidence comes from several studies. One is from the NERMI registry data, which is a national registry of MI, which found that particularly in women who are 55 and under, they were twice as likely to die during the hospitalization as compared with similarly aged men. We also found that in looking out for up to two years using the Worcester heart attack data, that women were 50% more likely to die at two years as compared with similarly aged men. Let's talk about this age business and the gender difference a little bit more. After the age of 55, are women equally likely to die from MI as men, and when do they catch up? It's a great question. The greatest difference does seem to be in the premenopausal age group, which generally is around that cusp, as you mentioned, of 55. Afterwards, there seems to be a leveling off so that the actual mortality associated with having an MI is pretty similar for men and women. So I think it raises important questions about what could be different for this younger age group. The evidence that we've seen indicates that there could be a very strong genetic component. A study that was conducted here at Yale found that among Swedish twins, young women who had a twin were more likely to die from heart disease as compared to those that did not have the same twin. The differences seemed to then disappear as men and women got older. What about the rate of heart disease in men and women? It's lower in the young group of women. Do uh, women ever catch up? Yes, actually, women do seem to catch up. I would say that the differences are more pronounced, as I mentioned, in the premenopausal phase. But once you get to the ages, I would say into about the 70s, you start to see more of a similarity across. So it's easy to guess that hormones have something to do with it. No one knows what, though. Right. And the uh, mortality among the younger women in terms of heart disease, how does it compare with other diseases such as breast cancer? Well, it's interesting you would ask. If you look at, for example, the CDC provides information on what are causes of death in the different age groups. If you actually look in this younger age group, it can be surprising that women are equally likely to die of heart disease as compared with breast cancer in this young age group, although we often don't think of heart disease as being a young woman's disease. So for all the yellow ribbons or pink ribbons that we're tying around trees or whatever for breast cancer, a heart disease is an equal killer. Absolutely. We do know that for all women, one in two women are likely to die of heart disease. The thing that I think is less well understood is that, in fact, for this 
population, I mean, women with heart disease in the younger population is about 5% of all heart disease. And so while that may not seem like a large number in itself, it actually translates to about 40,000 hospitalizations and 16,000 deaths annually. And as I said, this actually does start to rival the mortality for breast cancer in this young age group. Do young women have different symptoms than young men in terms of heart attack? Well, it's a great question. In fact, there's very little information about how young women present with symptoms as compared with young men. Much of the literature has been derived from older populations, which have reported that women are more likely to present with atypical symptoms, things such as indigestion, back pain, jaw pain, which are not considered as traditional as chest pain or arm pain. I would say that I have been fielding two studies that were leading up to our larger Virgo study. One was funded by the American Heart Association, where we interviewed 24 young women who presented to the hospital with heart disease. And it was interesting, while 80% of them did have typical symptoms, a large proportion of them did not have typical symptoms. Also, we were surprised that only about 4 out of 10 of these women thought there was something wrong with their heart when they were having symptoms. So that was one study that we looked at. We've just fielded another study, which is based on what's called qualitative interviews, which are much more in-depth interviews around several larger themes. And the idea is that you elicit stories from the participants in a less structured format. And it's been very, very interesting. We interviewed 30 young women and 22 young men. And what we found was that many of the women were actually living with symptoms, things that were atypical for more than a day and factors that contributed to delays covered a broad range of time commitments, misattribution of their symptoms to some other condition, as well as having contacted their care providers and being suggested that they may have some other condition going on when they presented with atypical symptoms. If you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson, and my guest is Dr. Judith Lichtman, an associate professor in the School of Public Health at Yale University. We have been discussing the different rates of myocardial infarction among young men and women, as well as their differing lethality. So in listening to you discuss symptom differences between men and women, I think there are two important points. First of all, most of the data we have on myocardial infarction symptoms comes from men, and secondly, what data we have on women really comes from postmenopausal women. So I guess the third point is there's even less data on what either young men or young women suffer in terms of symptoms when they're having a myocardial infarction. Is that correct? That is correct. Those are very important gaps in current literature. So that's a little surprising to me that we actually don't really know much about either group in the younger ages in terms of this really major uh, health problem. I think that certainly for young women, they are relatively rare. It's important for us to realize that while they represent less than 5%, it's been very difficult to be able to assemble a large group of these women in this age group to try and understand the patterns. Certainly, there may be a few people that have been included in some of the other studies, but they've not really been highlighted as a subgroup or stratified in analyses because there just aren't enough of them. I also think, as you point out, the emphasis hasn't really been on the presentation of young men in in as much detail. Much of the work that we have has been derived from older cohorts. So I think that they don't really showcase and characterize the presentation for young women because there haven't been any, but also 
also for young men because I don't think it's been a focus. One of the things we're very excited to do in the Virgo study is to really understand this in more detail. We will be interviewing 2,000 young women and 1,000 men about their symptom presentation. And by that, we want to get a sense of for how long did they experience symptoms, what type of symptoms did they have, what were the things that really prompted them to seek care. And we also want to gather whether or not in the period just before clinical presentation, they may have interacted with their healthcare providers. They may have mentioned their symptoms to family and friends, but perhaps not acted on the symptoms quickly. And we want to try and understand what are some of the factors that may delay the prompt recognition and presentation of symptoms of heart disease in young people. What about the gender variation for all ethnic groups? Is there a difference in male and female rates of heart attack in the young age group and their lethality for all the ethnic groups in the United States? Well, there's growing evidence that heart disease may be a very important, certainly it's an important factor for everyone, but there may be higher rates in young African-American women. Certainly we see in the current risk factor profiles that young minority women seem to not only have a greater prevalence of any one symptom, but a greater clustering of symptoms. Some of the preliminary work we're doing is showing that perhaps mortality, when you compare just within women, there may be racial differences such that young black women are more likely to die than similarly aged white women using some large national databases. The question for us becomes, how do you look at this? And again, prior studies have really not had the numbers of women in general, but particularly have not been able to focus on minority subgroups. In the Virgo study, we are planning to enroll at least one quarter of our population will be minority AMI patients. So that we're hoping, although it's difficult to look at all racial interactions, we are eager to try and take a look and understand whether or not there are differences between minority and non-minority subgroups among heart patients. Now, this actually brings up a question not directly related to uh, heart disease, but very directly related to epidemiology and how we know what we know. Certainly in the United States, it seems apparent that there's more and more interracial marriage. And so the question for you, and I know this is a controversy in some studies about demographics, how do you decide who's what race? Does the patient decide? What if the patient is half of one race and half the other? I think it's a very difficult problem having done some of this work. So how does your study reconcile some of these conflicts? Well, I think, as you point out, the emphasis is always on trying to collect information as well as possible. So certainly, as part of the medical record, we will be able to see how the person was categorized during their hospitalization. As you point out, some of these classifications are not always as accurate or good as possible. We are also going to be interviewing the participant. We're asking them to tell us what their race ethnicity would be. Because we're interested in some of the genetic components, we are also asking them about their parents and other family members. So, in fact, we are going to, as best we can, try to understand the race ethnicity as declared by the individual using a variety of questions and source materials about what they say as well as report for their family. And what about the mortality among young black men? Because you had mentioned that heart disease may be more prevalent in young black women, but if it's more prevalent in young black men, then I suppose the gender ratio stays the same. Is that correct? 
Yes, I would certainly expect that we will see higher rates in young black men as well. As I point out, for this particular study, while we are very interested in looking at some of these race differences and race-ethnicity interactions, we are at this point not necessarily powered to be able to look at those in great detail, but we're certainly capturing the information and we'll be able to give a very important presentation of what are the characteristics of people who present, what are their outcomes. I want to thank Dr. Judith Lichtman, an associate professor in the School of Public Health at Yale University, who's been our guest. We have been discussing the different rates of myocardial infarction among young men and women, as well as their differing lethality. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Benson. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. Be safe. Be informed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this month's special series, Exploring Heart Health, on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.